Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate this is greg olson inviting you to check out my new blue wire podcast te1 where i interview tight ends throughout the history of the nfl who have helped revolutionize the position TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I'm Pat Nevin. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London Is Blue podcast. I am actually getting tired of saying that. What is this, our 17th podcast this week? I am fatigued. This is amazing. Mm. We've made it, though, Friday. We haven't stopped. Nick, Dan has forced us yet again to jump on the podcast. And who are we talking about? What are we doing? I'm I'm confused. Um, I believe they're from an area called Bromwich. They're from the west side of town, uh, west, west Bromwich. And then apparently they and Brighton got together and, and share an Albion. So, <laughs> okay. um, so that we're talking about West Brom, the former club of one of the most hated Premier League players of all time, Claudio Jakob. I still hate that guy. And um, even though he's no longer in this, in this club that is uh, still going to linger for a long time, Dan. Well, now that we've gotten through our, I guess, contractually mandated time where Nick tells jokes and thinks it's funny, uh, we will actually be getting into a little bit of Coolest a preview person in the room, around baby. Look at these flamingos. Hmm. Uh, again, this is an audio podcast as well. Uh, for those who can't see it because they are listening, Nick is wearing a shirt with flamingos on it. And OK, uh, it's, you know, does not look that much better than the West Brom kits for this season, which are disgusting. Ooh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I put this at the top of the script on purpose. This is honestly the most exciting thing in the script. Listeners, just be aware. Okay, West Brom are terrible. They're in the Midlands. I looked it up. Uh, I don't think a Bromwich is a thing. Um, but we're going to talk kits. Uh, we're going to go over their previous results, because you obviously know Chelsea's results. Um, Kind of go over some of the stats again, just to give you an idea of what they look like on the pitch. And then obviously we want to get into a little bit of the Chelsea connections because there are two big ones for us. 
Um, and then we'll do the three reasons why. Why Chelsea going to win? Why might Chelsea lose? And uh, maybe predict some starting 11s and score lines if we feel dumb. So all <laughs> of our lovely listeners, thank you for hanging out with us uh, pre-match to get ready for this one. Chelsea, you're playing on a Saturday. Pretty excited about this. None of the Sunday nonsense. Um, getting back to a, a Saturday kickoff, which would be nice. Uh, not quite pub time. Some of you are in a, in a safe area. You can do it, but most of us still not quite back to our, our rituals. So um, these kits, uh, if you are on your phone listening <laughs> or watching this video, pause and go to West Brom's fan shop. They have Puma as their sponsor. They have the exact same design for all three kits. Same pattern, same design. All they've done is changed the colors. So they've got their white with blue stripes as their home kit, which you expect. Their away kit looks like Norch. I honestly thought they were like playing Norch soon, and it was like a, a match preview ad. Their third kits look like the team Oscar went to in China. It's yellow, just like the away kit. But instead of green stripes, it's red stripes. Like these kit, Dan, when I looked at it, I was just so confused and I felt so bad that Puma put zero time and effort into this. But I do really like that green and yellow kit. But I am also the one who bought the Tampa Bay Rowdies kit when we interviewed Joe Cole. So maybe that's a me thing. It definitely is a you thing because this looks like what a football manager team on Autogen populates for a kit. It's like <laughs> you, you press the random button and this is what you get and it's a hot flaming pile of garbage look we can't Whoa. speak too much though because we have our terrible third kit this season so uh, mine's in the mail mine's in the mail i'm really excited yeah uh these aren't great these are we are going to be visually assaulting our, our eyes will be visually assaulted by these kits on the weekend u g l y you ain't got no alibi west prom you ugly it's you talking about gonna, the football or the kits it's gonna be tough to watch both yeah Mm-hmm. I so look we can have some sympathy for West Brom good news for us is that they will be in the home strip obviously we're going to the Hawthorns this weekend um, and so far what their season's done Dan you can run us through what is this the last four results couple EFL cup matches and maybe a couple Premier League matches yeah so the way it stands right now their form coming into this match not great they mm-hmm. lost to Leicester in the opening game of the season, 3 nothing, two penalties from Vardy. They did they did wallop Harrogate Town 3 nothing in the, uh, their second round EFL Cup match. They lost 5-3 to Everton with a red card as well. 5-2. Uh, 5-2. 5-2. We're on and him. then... And then the EFL Cup, the third round, they had a 2-2 draw that went to penalties where they lost to the Brentford Bees. So just a sterling run of form heading into this match, which should only mean that they will be peak Brazil 1970 <laughs> when they play us, Nick. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, Brana's going to play striker. Um, they're going to be up and down the wings. They're just going to be... They're going to be flying around and, you know, they're going to be super fresh because apparently, you know, that's what you do after you play midweek. Um, they have one more day of rest than we do, so that's the thing. How about that? That makes you think about it. Well, look, Harrogate is so small that Google didn't even have a logo for them. Um, but if you look at the Premier League table, West Brom are one of seven teams with no points. Uh, you know who else has no points? Manchester United. 
The only difference is they've only played one match. West Brom are at the bottom of the table. Two matches played, zero points, negative six goal difference already. So they are obviously not sitting well. They are the worst team in this league. Probably going to be that way at the end of the season. They're, I think they're the worst team in the league. And I know that we... We predicted some variation of West Brom. I think I had West Ham, West Brom, and Villa going down. Villa looked like Brazil 1970 compared to West Brom. I mean, good Lord. Yeah. Uh, They're they're bad. They have a terrible roster as well. Look, a little naive, right? Coming up from the championship. We looked it over. I recognized a couple they, they don't look like they anticipate to be in the league much longer, Dan. (laughs) That's what their roster looks like. No, it's... Look, I think the thing that we are excited about, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but there, there are some Chelsea connections, which is nice. But Billage has his work, uh, has work cut out for him. Like it is not going to be easy with this team. Already has the worst goal difference in the league. The the two that they scored were against the Everton side, who was flying free and had no real care. I mean, they let up one early and then one uh, right after halftime, but ultimately they just. They do not look as composed. They now have injury issues. They have player suspensions to worry about. So they have a whole host of problems coming in. Not to say that we're in perfect form, Brandon, but we are definitely the side that should be favored in this match and should get a win. Like, that's just how it should work. It should. And we're really hoping to. Because, again, like, this is a very winnable match. We're coming off the 6 nothing drubbing of Barnsley. Spirits are high in the camp. Uh, we saw the photos and videos of the team going through recovery today. Uh, probably could see some more squad rotation, which we'll get into. But against Leicester City, they only had one shot on target, right? They just thoroughly got outplayed. I think, Dan, you have the XG in here is 0.4 to 1.1 plus 2 for pens. Um, it, not great. Then they get to Everton. Gibbs is out because he has a red card. To your point, they have suspensions. So they got four shots on target this time. Again, 28.7% possession, you know, 35 versus this Lester. They just, they're gonna sit back. So if you want a good test to see what this Chelsea team can do against a deep block nine, mm-hmm. here it is. Block 10, it is right here. And we don't have the Wizard. We don't have Ziesh, right? Pulisic is still gonna be out. This is probably a good time to caveat this. We're doing this before Frank Lampard's presser. Who knows what he's going to say, but we're assuming uh, we're not really going to have those two available. It'll be um, chock full of lies, that presser. Ch- everyone's healthy. We're all, look, you never know who's going to play tomorrow. We lies see with Frank. a smile. Some good fantastic. It's some good gamesmanship on his part. But I think you know from just what we've seen from West Brom, there's not a lot there. There, you know, the matches against these guys, uh, you know, the first two matches in the Premier League have not gone well. You know, at all. Is it a trap, Dan? Is this like, you know, a lulling it in? They're going to they're gonna sit back and defend. Like, there's no way around it. So, I guess the overall sense you're going into this, you're feeling good? Or are you like, oh, early trap, here it comes? I just remember one of my teachers in high school always had the adage, it was one of our football coaches too. Uh, I did not play football, but he just happened to have dual responsibilities. Uh, hard work beats talent every time when talent doesn't work hard. We have the talent, and if our talent works hard, we win this match. But if their team, who is going to move as a unit... Because that is what this team is going to do to play us very hard. 
it will be it will be frustrating. It'll be frustrating patches of this match where we try to break them down depending upon what lineup we put out there. Was your coach Jim Harbaugh by any chance? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, did have khakis though. Yeah, just checking. Um, Nick, from your standpoint, I guess same thing. You know, confident, concerned, in between. If we don't win this, it will be a giant red flag. <laughs> I mean, like giant. This. They don't have their starting left back in Kieran Gibbs, Gibbs because he punched a guy in the last game. So that is cool. Slavin Bilic then got a red card after the match for contesting the punch, uh, which is an incredible way to go when you think about it. Um, they're a mess. They're they're going to play a 5-5-1, essentially. Like that's what they've played in there or no a five four one sorry <laughs> my math my math is off uh five four one is is what they played in the last two Premier League matches so I, maybe without Gibbs they'll play a more traditional back four or something like that but like yeah. I don't know it, it, it I I don't I don't feel like Chelsea should have an issue with this one at all like even without you know I know we still have a lot of injuries or or people who are just kind of getting back to fitness who who we'll talk about but. I mean, I would think that our U23s could have a really good match against these guys. Like, that's how I feel. Well, you know, maybe, maybe a stretch. I think that's like saying Alabama could beat, you know, the Dolphins when the Dolphins didn't win a single match all season. It's kind of the same thing. There is a different level when it comes to being actual professionals. Yeah, I mean. Oh, all right, not biting. All right, well, anyways. Nope. Um, look, I think we... We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Chelsea connections, the three reasons why Chelsea could win or lose, do our lineups, and then we're going to end with our score predictions. So uh, all the controversial stuff here coming up right after the break. Fellas, 2020 has made it hard for us to stay as hygienic as we should be. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped have made it easier to do just that. Manscaped is on a mission to change the grooming game with their below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products, and they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. As I am the hairiest person on the show, Brandon and Dan both elected for me to do this ad read. But, to their chagrin, I actually own Manscaped products already, including the Lawnmower 2.0 trimmer, but they have gone and done even better. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replacement ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps to reduce grooming accidents, which is a very good thing. The waterproof technology also allows for you to groom in the shower and for up to 90 minutes. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Their perfect package comes with two free gifts and other liquid formulations to complete your grooming routine. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free so that you know you're in good hands. They even have a crop reviver to keep you fresh in the steamiest of conditions. Their foot duster foot deodorant is so good that it can reduce even the odor of the smelliest, dirtiest feet. All of this means that in the middle of the summer, with peak humidity, that you're doing everything you can to stay fresh. Use the code LONDONISBLUE and get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. If you want to do a better job of grooming, all you have to do is go to their site, hit a few buttons on your phone, and you will change your life for the better. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code LONDONISBLUE, all one word. Upgrade your grooming routine with the luxury products of Manscaped. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. 
Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com forward slash podcast. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com forward slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right. Nick, Chelsea connections with West Brom. Didn't really think I would ever be talking about Chelsea connections at West Brom. <clears throat> um, but we've got Branislav Ivanovic returning to the Premier League. Talked about it a little, little bit in our last match review. Um, it's going to be great to see Brana just in general. Obviously, there's no Chelsea fans in the stands to sing his name, sadly. Um, not too many friendly faces for him though Chelsea either Lamps will be like the best one for him him and Aspie yeah look Brenna at Chelsea is a testament to just working incredibly hard and making your way and becoming a fixture uh, within the football club like he his time at Chelsea was so incredible uh, that I will always look back fondly upon him you have to remember though he left the club Three, four seasons ago? Five seasons ago? Four. Four. Four, four Mourinho's meltdown season. Yep. So... Oh, no, he played it with Conte for six months. He left yeah. in January of Conte's yeah, first so, season. Yeah, four, roughly four seasons ago. Um, so you have to remember, like, it's four years older. He's playing in Russia. The Premier League is a uh, higher level of competition. So I, I don't know how this will go, but he should be one of their... They're center backs, I would assume, in the three. So if that's the case, you know he's going to be tough in the air. You know, we'll see what happens. But uh, I, I always will love Brana. I, I loved when he leaned into the into the Hawthorne's crowd with the throw in, and he did the little the little backup. <laughs> oh, man, it was just classy. So, yep. Dan, anything you would say about Ivanovich before we move on to the next Connection. Well, it's just great to it's great down back of the Premier League. I think yeah, he's uh, with uh, Zenit. They won uh, a fair number while he was there. He also uh, broke a <laughs> a trophy too by dropping it. So uh, that was uh, quite wonderful. But you know, in general, just uh, it's good down back. It's uh, it's gonna be tough for him on if it's Pulisic if he gets a couple minutes. If it's Timo. Whomever it is, they are not going to make life easy for for Brana. They, they do tend to play a back four, so I imagine he is going to be uh, in a right back shape there. So uh, he, he's going to have a tough time. Whomever is on that that side, if it's uh, Chilwell and Alonso, if it's um, you know, uh, yeah, Timo is going to Timo is going to make him show his age. We'll have to see. Quick correction: uh, Brana leaned back against QPR, another white and blue team. Hmm. So uh, Okay, fair enough. Sorry about that, guys. You're good. Either way, 
look, you would expect to be able to expose a Branislav Ivanovic. That's all we're saying. The last time he's in the Premier League, Swansea dance circles around him. We would just hope with our team that we've progressed <laughs> to a younger team while he's gotten older. It's just it's that's just life. That's the circle of life as it goes. Well, I mean, um, to the to the point though that we were talking about earlier, they're just gonna sit back. Like they have right. He's, he's not, not gonna, gonna have be to in move. our box. No, no. I hope not. Except uh, that, yeah, set pieces maybe, but right. The other one is Connor Gallagher, who will not feature. Uh, signed on loan. Um, obviously unable to play per the the loan terms, which if I'm Chelsea, like play, you might as like, we would rather you play, but okay, fine. Uh, he's looked good versus Brentford. Uh, had some minutes there. I think we'll have to see how he settles. The good news is when you send a Chelsea player on loan, is, are they going to play? We we're talking about this earlier in our group text with Ruben. Uh, Dan, I don't want him to go anywhere unless he plays significant minutes in the midfield. And this at least looks like exactly the situation for Connor. Um, it's not necessarily going to be a pretty style of football, but he's going to get a ton of Premier League experience, and that's all you really want. That is exactly what we were hoping for, and he looks he looked sharp in the little bits that I saw of that game. He had a good penalty take in the shootout. He had one shot that was actually uh, tested the keeper pretty well uh, for Brentford. So all in all, I thought it was a good performance. Uh, went looking just to see what the West Brom fans were saying afterwards on, on Twitter, and there was a lot of positive comments around Connor's performance too. So uh, both actually Brana and uh, Brana and Connor were getting really positive comments from the West Brom supporters. So uh, just you know, unfortunate that Connor doesn't get to play. Uh, I'd love to kind of see him stack up against some of our current midfielders, but it's. It'll, it'll be good for him and his development this season to be in the Premier League, Nick. Well, yeah, I mean, he played as a number 10, right? Um, so I think the more playmaking that he does for a team that has no playmakers, the better. Uh, he'll definitely have a run. Uh, he'll definitely have a run against really hard Premier League competition this year, which is really what you want to see. Like, how does he respond? And so that's, that's where I'm at. All right. Well, if we were to predict... Or each come up with a reason why Chelsea will win this match. Uh, let's run through those. Should be pretty straightforward. Uh, I've got roster strength. On paper, this should not even be remotely close. So just go do the business. Dan, what about you? I have that just in a, a little bit of a similar take, or just a little dissimilar take, which is that it, there really is just too much firepower. And this is already a bit of a depleted defense, you know, with one of the, the starters being out. You think about the fact that we've got healthy Timo, we've got Tammy, we've got rumored Christian potentially being able to come back in and get some minutes. You have Kai Havertz coming off of a hat trick. You have Mason Mount who came close the other night. You have Ross Barkley, if you want to bring him in, who scored the other night. You have a Callum Hudson-Odoi who also was unlucky to not get a goal. This team looks like they are ready to feast on the carcasses of those who are weaker than them. They are the apex predator in the moment, and they are going to go just absolutely destroy West Brom. I, okay. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I mean, again, yeah, w- would absolutely hope so. Nick, round us out here. Well, I, I think uh, what we saw a little bit against Barnsley, uh, even though they were a lot more ambitious than West Brom will be, um, I think to beat your typical back five or back four block eight block nine situation you need first time balls that go play through the lines right and you saw a handful of those 
um, that Chelsea tried against Barnsley. And my guess is that you're going to try and, and do that again because if you just pass around in circles and look for a miracle ball, that's definitely not going to be it. So you have to move it quick. It's one. I think we're going to do that. Second, you have a fresh and goal Conte to clean up any of the scraps that kind of are able to make it through on a counterattack. Cool. Uh, and then third, I think Tammy is going to uh, do really well here. I expect him to score a header. Maybe he'll get another. I don't know. I'm just really impressed with Tammy right now. So I'm going Tammy as a strength. Anything else you want to take while you've apparently got the floor? Well, you said three reasons why, so I just gave you three reasons. Well, I mean, each of us were giving <laughs> one reason to equal three reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is the collective. All right, Nick, we'll keep us going on why Chelsea are going to lose because this is probably the best thing that you've you've got in this episode. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Chelsea will lose if for some reason two of our players pull a Kieran Gibbs and they just punch people and get red cards. That That's how we could lose. Well, that's not the only reason you have in there. Oh, but I thought I had too many reasons in the previous one. Um, I also think, obviously, if we play a high line, we play high possession, we could always get countered. We saw that happen last year, even against terrible things, uh, teams, I should say. And then the third reason there would is. be there it is. if Willie plays <laughs> like Kepa. Yes, Willie Caballero will start this game for me. We're going to get the lineups in a second. But if he plays like Kepa, that's a bad thing. You wrote it. I just want to make sure that those words came out of your mouth so we had it documented. Uh, Dan, what about you? So I think it's it's pretty simple. It's individual mistakes in our own half. So if we get cute, if we try to play it out of the back too much and just boot it forward on maybe times where they go to counter, we that that's where we get caught out against these type of teams. So just play smart. Don't make individual mistakes, and we should win this without any issue. I, I had the same thing. I said if Chelsea don't shoot themselves in the foot, but I guess if I were to be more specific, I'd probably say if we're terrible at defending set pieces again, West Brom are definitely a team that probably spend 40% of their time working on them because it's so crucial for them uh, to, to score anything because they're not getting it from open play. I, I would just say that they only have had uh, three corners so far this season, so... And they were the three most important plays of their entire season, and they haven't <laughs> executed yet. All right, let's go into the starting lineups before we get out of here with some score predictions. Dan asked a silly question in here. He said, West Brom players that we should be most afraid of. Look, I got nothing. I went through the roster. Maybe I'm naive. I No. Oh, we know you're naive. None. It's not a question. Like, enlighten me. Bambi. listeners but you're basically Bambi alright who did you have Mateus Pereira only Why? because he plays wing and he has the best name on their team see wow dumb <laughs> <laughs> like thanks for playing the game but I Dan, actually listed you, a real name in your face okay fine Dan yours isn't even a thing we've literally just nullified this earlier so but, but here's the thing Say Former the name. players scoring against the team that they used to play for is a thing. It happens with a level of regularity that I'm not comfortable with. And so the ghosts of former Chelsea players like Bronislav Ivanovic scoring against us is something I would put absolutely in the realm of possibility happening off of a corner, off of a crazy free kick. He just does something pretty spectacular and magical. And you're like, huh, fair play, Brana. I hate you, but fair play. Okay. 
I, uh, other options, if you're going to be obnoxious <laughs> and make me choose, would be Hal Rob, Robson Canoe, just because he's an attacker, and Charlie Austin. Uh, he's, that's, he's, he's injured. Well, Charlie Austin somehow made it to West Brown. Charlie Austin has no knees, and he's still playing. It's incredible. <laughs> Making great money. So it, there's a name. All right, who starts for Chelsea? This is what everyone wants to yell at us about. So this should be fun uh, because it is scientific and factual. So, uh, Nick, I'm, you seem excited. Like, let, go ahead. Run with it. Ready to go, yeah. Uh, Willie Caballero between the sticks. Big Willie style. Back. Clean sheet. I say start him until he doesn't have a clean sheet again, and then Mendy can do whatever Mendy's got to do. Because, hey guys, Mendy signed today. Unbelievable. After nine weeks of waiting, he's finally a Chelsea player. 500 medicals. Yep. Longest medical in history. Uh, Then I have your boy, Reese James, Fakayo Tamori, Kurt Zuma, Marcos Alonso as my back four. Then N'Golo Kante and uh, Kovacic in my midfield then a combination on the wings of Mason Mount, Kai Havertz in the 10 spot, and Timo Werner on the left, which leaves, oh, Tammy, Tammy, playing my number nine. Attacking lineup. You're going to have to bring attackers forward because they're going to sit back. And Kai in the number 10 uh, not only was dangerous against Barnsley, but he's exactly the kind of guy you need in the middle of the park to uh, move the ball around and create space. So, yes. All right, Dan, you want to tell him why he's wrong? Give us your lineup. I mean, I agree with a lot of what Nick said, which is just an uncomfortable thing to say. I agree that Willie Caballero is going to be your starting goalkeeper. It just kept on not even being the backup option, even though it was a cup match against Barnsley is just super indicative of what his future might hold. Um, Reese James, Kurt Zuma, absolutely. Uh, both in my back line where I differ a little bit is they got run, both got run outs in the match against Barnsley. I think you'll actually see Thiago Silva play versus West Brom. I think if we're assuming we're going to have a lot of the possession, he actually won't have to do hopefully much defending. And so just give him a good opportunity to acclimatize a bit. I think we are though going to have to pepper the ball into the box and play some really progressive forward uh, passes. And because of that, if he is a hundred percent, I'm going to put Ben Chilwell on the left-hand side to get an opportunity to get his first Premier League start with Chelsea I think you go midfield two ahead of them, uh, or go two ahead of them with Conte and Kovacic. Then you go the three with Werner, Havertz, and Mount. And then you put Tammy up top so that you can kind of let Tammy play off of and just really unleash the beast against their nine defenders that will be out there. I So I had Willie, but I agree with kind of your center back logic. I struggle a little bit. I don't think Fick will play because that'd be, what, three matches, well, two and a half matches essentially in a week. But he's young. He's sprightly, you know, potentially. Tiago Silva's been with the team for 11 days and I know. played 60 minutes on Wednesday. I mean, there's no way. There, There is. My, so my thing, though, is like none of us were even like opting or reaching for Christensen nor Rudiger. Well, because Christensen's suspended, so he can't play this match. Is he, though? No. I should be. Gotta, care, about, sh- care about Cup was his suspension. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But either way, right? It, like no we're not i don't know like i'm a little worried all of a sudden it's like that we have three center backs the center back sweepstakes are the wildest game (laughs) in the world 
you Fick was gonna leave and now he could start three in a row. You're like, oh my god, what is right? Happening? And again, we've talked. This is like concerning that Frank doesn't have it sorted out yet. But so my logic is with you guys of saying like, well, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I understand. I'm just gonna throw Silva in there and see what happens. Uh, I've got Reese James and Alonzo again, just because Alonzo sat. I don't think. He'll sit him two matches in a row. And as far as like, he's literally an extra attacker out there as they're all sitting in. So, but I do like the idea of Chilwell. I just don't know if he's healthy enough. I think you put N'Golo Kante back in. I think he'll be like a league player only. That'll be how they kind of manage his fitness. I have Kovacic and Averts in the middle. And then I've got Mount, Werner, and Abraham up top. I think you just put a shit ton of firepower and just go at these these baggies. Um, and, and you go at them. So I, I left Barkley out. I mean, he could have gone in for an attacking option, but I think he he's best when he's running with the ball a little bit in space. There's going to be no space for him. So I think Kovacic in tight spaces is, is like why I gave him the nod. Um, but then Timo Werner out on the left, Mount on the right, and uh, Tammy Abraham right down the middle, ready to go. And the good news is you have Giroud coming off the bench who can really add something different if needed later in the match. It's going to be really interesting to see who makes the bench for this match as there's been a lot of conversation around upcoming loans, the center back sweepstakes that we just talked about, you know, teams kind of playing supermarket sweep on any available players that we have that are ready to go Mm -hmm. out and loan, whether that's Barkley, whether that's Ruben Loftus-Cheek, whether that's Callum, whomever is not on the bench for this match, unless there's a very clear, this person is out through injury directly quoted as an injury i am going to be super suspicious about maybe it's just my spider sense nick but i'm going to be looking at that subs bench is a very (laughs) very important part of what happens next i'm going to give you frank lampard's answer right now look i can only select so many players for the bench (laughs) and it doesn't mean that the people i didn't select aren't still in my plans it just means that for this match against this team in this one moment on this day in this uh, two o'clock hour, whatever it is, that that's the team. So nothing to read into here. Certainly don't read the papers tomorrow. Me, Frank you Lampard. Make, you didn't make a pithy joke beforehand and then chuckle to yourself before just actually little, putting out the real answer. It's a little one of those. That's <laughs> Give me a seven know. out of 10. It was just okay. Zing them, you know, just a little zinger. All right, let's wrap this up with score predictions. Uh, this should be pretty straightforward. Uh, we've all got wins, as you would assume. I'm going 2 nothing, feeling risky with a second shutout. Uh, Dan, you are hovering around this this numerical number for Chelsea, I feel like, all season. Three. Yeah. Three, nothing. Are they Chelsea. paying you or... Did you not Well, tell hey, us? you know, if you need cellular coverage oh and you're looking gosh. for a new plan... <laughs> And you live in the UK. Or not. I mean, maybe you just want a UK number, you know? Plus right, four, four. Okay. So you have three nothing, Dan. Also posting the shutout. Feeling pretty good about our firepower chances. Nick, though. Uh-oh. Mr. Doom and Gloom. <laughs> uh, I'm going 3-1. Uh. There's, just, there's not a chance that we keep Why can't we have nice things? Why can't we have nice things? So Great you question. also said that Willie plays until he doesn't get a clean sheet. So you're assuming this is his last match? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> At least you're he'll, consistent. He'll, he'll be back for the next Carabao Cup game. All right. 
uh, guess Mendy, get get ready, man. No time to to you know relax. You're going in. I hope he's fit after the last six months of speculation. I hope he's just been working with the trainer, getting getting healthy. You know, he's he's six six. The guy's gonna be a giant back there. It's gonna be like Courtois. I'm excited. All right, that's going to wrap us up for a match preview, everybody. Uh, we want to hear your score predictions and our your lineup predictions as well. We'll have our graphics out on social media for you to engage with as well. Um, but Saturday, kickoff time. So enjoy your Friday, end of the week for all of you um, that, are, that are working your jobs and stuff. Get your stuff wrapped up so you can enjoy your Saturday. Uh, take a couple hours out of the day for Chelsea. Uh, but that's going to wrap us again. Uh, we'll chat with you on social media and in Discord during the match if you're on our Patreon. Um, and then we'll be back for a match review afterwards. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.